0: You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown, live streamed every weekday at
1: 6:30 a.m. It's Thursday, 2nd of March, U.S. jobless claims later today. I'm Simon Brown, coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb studios in Houghton, Johannesburg. On the show today, chatting with Chantal Marks, uh, results from Woolies and Aspen. Woolies good results, price down. Aspen, poor results, price up. Uh, cash build, uh, CE, a, a really tough six months. Load shedding's hurting their customers and suppliers, perhaps more than it hurts them. And then Henry Loss from Murray and Roberts, and the big question is, are they solvent? What is liquidity? like. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlip Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines from MoneyWeb. Court intervenes to protect schools against Joburg rates shock. Rates increase for properties used for education limited to 4.85% in July and 2024. Good for Adcorp and Curo. Uh, Stadia too, but to lesser degree. Uh, business day, new vehicle sales edge higher in February. Namsa says 2.6% increase is firm and momentum building, although exports were down 11.5%. Is that still our ports and our rails? Morning markets, US was red, S&P of half a percent, NASDAQ down 0.9%. Asia's red with Sydney down a percent, Tokyo off 0.1%. Commodities mixed. Gold up 1,840. Brent up at 84.40. And PGMs down with platinum, 9.55. Palladium, 1,425. Rand, 18.18 against the dollar. at 18.10 yesterday at one point. Bitcoin, 23,500. cent down 0.8%. And our opening call for the top 40 down 215 points. That is 0.3%.
0: MoneyWeb now on the money also available on podcast
1: chatting now with uh, Chantal Marks head of research at f and Wealth and Investments Chantal appreciate the early morning well these results um, not a bad set of results and particularly fashion is, is starting to come together which is really what the big promise was of course they've exited out of Australia market didn't like but the stock has run I mean the stock's at what five or six year highs your take on, on, on those numbers
2: you're shame. I felt so sorry for them yesterday because everything <laughs> that was wrong has now gone right. Yeah. So fashion, beauty and home in South Africa was such a weak business for them. Um, and they've really turned that around. Um, margins improving, fashionability improving, lower markdowns, all the good stuff. They're selling David Jones horrible business so Mm -hmm. that's going to be off the balance sheet the balance sheet's going to be fixed they're effectively going to be debt free and now food the best thing in the world is actually coming under pressure and this is i think um a function of two things uh increased competition from from checkers but more importantly i think the impact of load shedding on a business that prides itself um on the quality of product that they provide
1: uh, I take your point on that. And, and and that load shedding does hurt in particular, maybe more for them. Aspen results, I mean, the results in themselves, uh, you know, HEPs and there were a bunch of moving parts down 15 percent. But uh, the market put it up 13 percent on the day. Yes. I, I suspect that was the guidance, perhaps, which was very bullish.
2: Yes, I'm always scared when Aspen's guidance is bullish <laughs> because they've, they've, um, I've been burnt in the past by bullish guidance from Aspen, but, um, I, I think that, that it's, it's reasonable to expect um, an improvement in the second half. So one of the biggest reasons why they came under pressure is because in their manufacturing facility, they were producing COVID Mm -hmm. vaccines. And obviously that is no longer happening. The manufacturing facility has a high fixed cost base, which means that if you're producing less, your margins are a lot poorer. Now, they are looking to fill up some of that capacity already this year. So an improvement is going to, to come through there. Um, they also foresee an improvement in other areas of the business as well. Um, and I thought the most bullish guidance wasn't actually related to this year. It was actually related to a year or two out in terms of what they can do with that manufacturing facility. Um, I mean, the, they, they said previously that they've got uh, stereo man- – sterile manufacturing cap- capacity that they're going to probably fill um, at about 3 billion rand now they think 8 billion rand Um I mean, mm. that, is, that is a big improvement in what they think they can achieve in that facility. And I think that that will filter straight through to the bottom line because of that big fixed cost base.
1: I hadn't thought of that, of course, a massive leverage effect. I mean, we see it in hotels, we see it in mm. hospitals, we see it in gold miners. I hadn't thought about seeing it in Aspen. we we'll leave that there. Chantal Marks, Head of Research uh, at f Wealth and Investments. Always appreciate the early morning time.
3: Hear that? Nothing. Your money can do more when it blocks out the noise, as hard as it is these days. When you invest in the Stanlib Balanced Cautious Fund, we manage the risks so that you can see stable inflation-beating returns through market cycles. Invest with more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager.
1: MoneyWeb now on the money
3: Chatting with Vananda Yoga,
1: chief executive at Cashpool, results six months ending at 25 December, revenue of 4%, diluted hips of 38 at 7.04 and dividend down 32 at 4. Rand. Vananda, fair to say, and, and this story is not particularly new, all the extra DIY that happened during lockdown when we were stuck at home staring at cracked towels and wanting to replace them, that is now fully out the the, the, the system. And, and, and really, we're now talking a consumer who, frankly, is under pressure.
4: Yes um that's that's for sure you can uh, you can see it i mean there's still selectivity but uh much lower levels than than what we've seen during those times
1: How much does load shedding impact
4: you so so so, from a direct perspective, all of our stores have either a generator, battery power or a solar installation, so it doesn't affect us in terms of lost trading because we, mm-hmm. we we open um, the The indirect effect is some of the shopping centers do close their gates um, due to a risk of of looting and stealing during load shedding. that does impact a bit. But I think more, more importantly, the customers and the consumers, you know, we've spoken to some of the bucket builders and they're saying it's, it's extremely difficult to, on a day where there's four hours load shedding in a day to try and get work done. Um, you basically get three hours work that day. Um, and they, they're experiencing, you know, days that they rather not go out to sites where they just rather not spend the money to get labor. And, uh, um, and, and actually lose, lose that time working. So, so it, it's, pre- it's indirectly causing a lot of, of pressure on our consumers.
1: I hadn't thought of that, of course, because the Bucky build they need power on site to, to do much of what they need to do. What about your, your supply chain? I mean, I, I imagine there's some cost pressure coming through there, and, and, and they must be struggling with, with, load, with load shedding to your suppliers
4: yeah for sure now we uh um we've we we get a lot of information back from them, you know especially people that uh that work with extrusion machines and that <laughs> if that thing goes off unexpectedly it takes takes a long time and a lot of money to to get it back up and running so yeah, th- there's a lot of production days lost and you know most of these manufacturing processes um require intensive amount of pressure uh, um electricity so uh, so it does uh that caused quite a bit of havoc for them, and and yes, cost pressures. It, 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 we can't get away from it. We saw in January now some substantial increases from the cement industry, and uh, you know it's uh, um, it will filter through to to all the other products. I'm pretty sure about that.
1: And of course, that goes back to the Bucky Builders and, and, and their business. Your, your, your revenues sort of back at, at, at pre-pandemic, you had that spike for uh, uh, the, the, the pandemic years. As I said, everyone was out there yeah. doing some, some DIY. Your profits went, I mean, is that a case of, I mean, costs are up. And I'm thinking, you know, you mentioned managing through, through load shedding. That comes mm. at a cost, whether it be a solar panel or a diesel generator, costs are, are, are creeping higher.
4: No, for sure. I mean, you know, we we luckily not a not a big power user, so uh, you know, just in terms of diesel, it it adds about a, a million rand a month to our bill, which is not uh, you know the end okay. of the world, but but it's still it's, it's costs it's adding adding up everywhere, and uh, you know our, our cost in in cash flow has always been very well managed. Um, if you mm-hmm. look at a three year compound growth on our cost. And um, when you look sort of pre, pre pandemic and post, um, it's only up 3% on a compound basis. So it, it's, it's fairly well controlled. And, uh, um, you know, so there's nothing untowards there, but yes, in this, in the six months, it's gone up 9% and we've. Revenue and a gross margin that's under pressure, you know, it filters down to bottom line.
1: Yeah, gross margin down from, what, 26.6 to 25.3. and of itself, 130 points, not the biggest move. I mean, what is, what is your, your long-term average around your gross margin?
4: You know, we we always uh, said a sustainable one is is between the twenty five and the twenty six. Okay, um, that's that's our model, a setup. But, but you know, that that's assuming the current environment continues yeah. in terms of how things are. So, so but uh, you know, we we still have to be competitive, and we want to make sure that we're not losing out on on market share. There's less available, and we must make sure we get what 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 we need to get.
1: And that comes to my next question, which was inventory levels uh, slightly above December twenty one. Not markedly so, uh, yeah, a couple of mm. tens of millions. Mm. Is that an inventory level that you're that you're comfortable with in the current climate?
4: Yes, yes, it is. Um, December twenty one, we still had a bit of a um, hangover from from uh, product availability, so mm. we were we were probably not ideally stocked in December um, uh, the previous year twenty one. So, uh, so yes, to answer you in short, we we're very comfortable with the levels where it's now.
1: Trading post period end of course this is to twenty five December and that's because you do the the last Sunday of the trading year, which was twenty five december how's that trading been in what we've about what's eight weeks in seven weeks in
4: yeah we we disclosed the six weeks trading and that was down eight percent so uh, um, you know I, I must just put it into perspective though the the four percent that we we had in the first half Mm. Um, obviously had some looting effect in the prior year still ah, yes. before we reopened stores. So if you if you normalise that, um, it's also down in the region of 8%. So it's pretty much um, similar going to what we've seen for the first six months.
1: We'll leave that there, Vanitya, Chief Executive Cashboard. Appreciate
3: the time. If seagulls were hardedars who could afford to retire to the coast, what kind of bird would you be? Would you soar over the savannah? or chase summer around the globe. You see, even when you stop working, your money won't. When you invest in Stanlib's fixed income funds, you can retire earning a regular income off your investments. Invest for more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager.
1: Moneyweb now on the money. Chatting with Henry Loss, uh, CEO of Marion Roberts, results out for six months ending December. A, a lot of moving parts in the results. Uh, perhaps the key number diluted. Continuing headline uh, is a loss of 30 cents per share. Henry, a, a very, very tough six months. <laughs> you know, we thought the pandemic and, and lockdowns was going to be hard, but really tough, particularly on Marian Roberts. How is your, your liquidity situation? Because that's been fairly critical over the period.
0: Good it it is it is it is quite critical but i think just for context um during the past three years you know culminating in the last six months we suffered the devastating impact of the pandemic and the Mm -hmm. war in ukraine on your portfolio of large fixed price contracts in Clough, and the impact was really um, evident in the disruption in our supply chain which resulted in delays to project schedules and associated deferral of milestone payments and then also impact of global inflation now if you have large fixed price contracts that are exposed to these impacts Mm. it's going to be very very difficult you know to to manage that and ultimately the impact came through in our liquidity and in october of last year um you know it became more evident of what the pressure is on your cash flows and we realized at that time that the group was not able to to, to make a capital injection into Clough, which resulted in us placing that business into voluntary administration, and that is now lost to the group. But but yes, we sit with a tight liquidity position, um, and one of our first efforts to reduce that pressure is to sell our investment in the Mbella Concession Company, yeah. and that transaction is far progressed, and uh, hopefully that could be uh, fully implemented towards the end of March, and that would bring some relief, but I think the challenge that we have is with the loss of the businesses in Australia, which is now Clough and also one of our mining companies that was locked up in that same company structure, um, the cash generating units in the group uh, or the remaining cash generating units in the group uh, you know, are much smaller than what we had before. So we are navigating a difficult time. Uh, we think we can manage it, but things are tight.
1: You've got about two two billion net debt. The sale of Umbrella t- takes it down to around seven hundred million. Back of a matchbox. I take your point. Tight, but 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 tight and manageable.
0: Yes, I think it is manageable. The uh, the proceeds from the disposal of um, of BCC, if we apply that to reducing our debt, we we estimate that our annual interest charge will reduce by about ninety five million rands. Uh, but but having said that, it is manageable, but it is very tight.
1: Your your key remaining business is is, is the mining platform, which which uh, Ray and Robert started moving into a, a number of years ago. It's about what a fourteen odd billion uh, uh, order book. And that's mostly North America, is it not?
0: Yes, it is. It is. I mean, it's a very stable business. It is a mature business, and it is a business that has constantly delivered well for the group over many many years. Um, the the International aspects or or geographies where we have operated was Australia, and that business in Australia uh, we've also lost because it was under the same holding company as Clough in in that region. So the remaining businesses are the the ones in in the U.S. and in Canada, and then we have one in South Africa, so three three mining companies in, in two main geographic regions. And then we have our power, industrial, and water business, which is, Predominantly focusing now on the power and energy sector, where we see where we see some opportunity in the renewable energy space in South Africa. So, uh, so yeah, essentially the bulk of the business is in in mining, and we have a small footprint. In the renewable energy sector in South Africa,
1: and and the, the I mean the, the mining order book, as I said, fourteen point one billion. That's the order book. Then, then of course, there's NIR and other orders coming. That that must be fairly stable. You call it mature, fairly stable. Particularly, I mean, commodity prices are, are are helping that sector. It must give you
0: a fair bit of visibility. Yes, I think I think so. We you know we had a when you look at our continuing operations, our mining company has actually done. Very well in the first six months of this year compared to the prior year and we expect that momentum to be maintained into into the second half of the year and the order book at 14 billion is a little bit down on what it was uh, last year this time but you know you you win orders and some it doesn't come through on a daily basis it sort of comes through you know uh, from time to time in quite big chunks so we're not too concerned about that the new orders uh, at 14 billion rands for mining It's a significant number, and for us, new orders is essentially work that we have secured that it just needs to be uh, concluded in terms of commercial contracts. And once those contracts are concluded, it will find its way into the order book. So that gives us good visibility for that business. So we're pretty um, uh, fortunate, I think, to have such a good business as the mining business um, to provide some support into the future.
1: Your power, uh, industrial, and, and water platform, you've chatted a lot about this over the years, is still very small, um, but but certainly moving in the right direction. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's sub-Saharan yes. Africa. South Africa has a desperate need of both. Correct, Simon. I think that, you know, we've
0: been we've been challenged uh, many a time uh, why we have not closed this business, uh, why we haven't mm-hmm. closed it earlier. And it has been loss-making since Madupi and Kusili. We haven't had opportunity really to to secure work due to a lack of investment, but we had uh, a full view of what was coming in the renewable energy space. And, and as as you will know, there's also been some delay in investment in renewable energy. And from escom's side, the transmission investment in trans- transmission lines is also slow. But that is what we are capable of 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 servicing those market sectors. And we have an order book now of two billion in the in in that platform. It is still very, very small, but at least we've got, uh, we've got uh, a strong expectation that, that that business should now at least return to uh, profitability in, in sort of in, in, in the medium term. And it is premised on, on the prospects that we see in the renewable energy space. We
1: we'll believe that. There. That's Henry Loss, uh, CEO Marine Roberts results to six months uh, ending December. Uh, Henry, always appreciate the time. And that's our poll today. Construction, tough space. I mean, is it Avenge, Steph Stocks, Wilson Bailey, uh, Marian Roberts, Robbix, maybe the only ones, even they have a tough but doing better. Uh, Question, is construction a sector that you are investing into? Have your say, have your vote, LinkedIn and Twitter. That's it for today. We were chatting with Juan Dili Shilobo yesterday around the South Africa livestock industry, something we'd never really touched on. We asked if this was a sector that you were potentially invested in or interested in. Now, there's, there's nothing directly on the jc but there have been some impact uh, products that have come over the years and the, the answers we equally split equally split between the three uh, some of you a third saying not yet a third saying interested but need more info uh, and then so, the, the last little bit saying uh, yes have been for a while have your vote have your say twitter and linkedin the show is brought to you by stanlib visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlip Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning, the MoneyWeb website and the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie, Nobochle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. We'll chat again tomorrow, buying your way offshore. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at
0: 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.